Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Gold Digging Hustlers. I'm your host, Brianna Blackwell. We are now on part three of the Black History Spotlight series. If you haven't already, please check out the previous episodes that highlight the lives and legacies of Clara Brown and Annie Turnbow Malone. So tragically, we lost another legend in the game, Miss Mary Wilson. She was a founding member of, member of the Motown group, The Supremes. And this was extremely shocking to me because I'm a huge fan of all things Motown. And just two days before her death, she posted a video on social media about her upcoming projects. So she did pass away in her sleep on February 8th. Let's give Miss Mary Wilson a moment of silence. Okay, switching gears right now. Do you guys remember last week when I told you about the Gorilla Glue girl? The girl that had got the Gorilla Glue stuck in her hair. She got it in there for over a month and she wasn't able to get it out. No matter how hard she tried, she tried alcohol wipes. She tried um, maybe some other things. She washed her hair multiple times, but she just wasn't able to get it out. Um, her name is Tessica Brown. She's based in Louisiana and she finally got the glue out, y'all. I am so happy for her. Now, it's Black History Month, so it's only fitting that she visited a Black Beverly Hills plastic surgeon and a Black Beverly Hills plastic surgeon got it out for her. So round of applause for that. His name is doc Dr. Michael Obing. I hope I'm saying that right. It's O-B-E-N-G. He is a... Harvard trained Ghanaian, I think I'm saying that right, Ghanaian or Ghanaian doctor, and he is based in Beverly Hills. He created a solution that all that removed all of the glue and allowed Tessica to still save her hair. So she still has her hair. She can still run her fingers through her hair, you guys. That's awesome. That's amazing. And I'm so glad that she has a happy ending to her story. So Let's get to the reason why we're here. How many of y'all like chocolate chip cookies? Personally, it's not my favorite cookie. But when I think of them, I think of the famous Amos brand. You know, that little brown pack with the blue writing and the cookies just, just displayed on there. So this week, it's only fitting that we talk about the black man who founded that brand, Mr. Wallace Wally Amos Jr. So for the duration of this podcast, we're going to call him Wally Amos, since that's what he goes by a majority of the time. So Wally Amos was born on July 1st, 1936 in Tallahassee, Florida. When he was about 12 years old, his parents divorced and he moved to Manhattan, New York with his aunt Della Bryant. A few years later, he enrolled in the Food Trades Vocational High School. The Food Trades Vocational High School seems to be closed now. I did look it up and I wasn't able to find much information about it now, but I do know that it was it was open for a long, long time and it finally closed down. Um, I'm not sure when, but it did close down. Now, while living with his Aunt Della, she would bake chocolate chip cookies for him. Now, this would be the foundation for his own upcoming chocolate chip cookie recipe. Wally decided to drop out of high school and join the United States Air Force. 
During the years of 1954 to 1957, he served at the Hickam Air Force Base in Honolulu, Hawaii. He was eventually honorably discharged from the military. During his time in the military, he earned his high school equivalency diploma. After leaving the military, Wally returned to New York and went to school to become a clerical secretary. After graduation, he was hired as a clerk at the William Morris Agency. The William Morris Agency is a well-known talent agency that eventually dissolved in 2009. So I also want to make a note that I looked up the William Morris Agency, and though they were founded in New York, they were headquartered in California. So by this point, I'm not 100% sure if Wally Amos was in New York or if he was in California. So that's a little bit unclear. But it was at this agency that Wally advanced and became the first African-American talent agent at the agent at the agency. So during his time there, what he did to attract potential clients is he would send them freshly baked homemade chocolate chip cookies. And he would send that with the invitation to for them to come visit the agency to talk about their careers or what they could do for them or vice versa. So that's how he attracted a lot of clients. And they loved him, obviously, because they, they showed up. <laughs> so while at the William Morris Agency, he worked with Diana Ross in the Supremes, Sam Cooke, and Marvin Gaye, to name a few. In 1975, a few friends suggested that he start his own store to sell his delicious cookies in. Wally obtained a loan of $25,000 from Marvin Gaye and Helen Reddy. Famous Amos was founded on March 10, 1975, and was located at 7181 Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, California. Within the first year of business, Famous Amos made over $300,000. In the second year of business, revenue tripled to $1 million in sales. Seven years later, the Famous Amos brand was worth over $12 million. The Famous Amos cookies were nearly in every supermarket chain and were also in specialty businesses and stores such as Baskin Robbins, TJI Fridays, and Starbucks. But in the mid-1980s, sales began to slow down. This caused Wally to sell 51% of the company to Bass Brothers Enterprises. Throughout the next few decades, the famous Amos brand went through several different owners, from President Baking Company, Keebler, and Kellogg Company. Now, um, the famous Amos brand is now currently sold by Ferrero SPA, and they're the makers of the Nutella products, which... I love, by the way, <laughs> but um, that's besides the point. Let's get back to the story. After being forced to sell the famous Amos company due to financial woes, Wally created the Uncle No Names Cookie Company. Since famous Amos was trademarked, he could not use that name for his new cookie company. And I just want to make like a little side comment here. It's so sad how he started this company and he had to sell it. I just feel like that's always sad because, you know, and he he started another company, but he couldn't take the name. So because it belonged to the company of Famous Amos. So it was just really sad. It's really sad to think about. And a lot of black business owners, they have to do the same thing. They're they're selling out to people, to bigger companies that do not really care 
about the brand itself. They care about the money that it brings in. So I feel like that's real. That's always sad to me. But after hearing, hearing Wally's story on a radio show, Lou Avignon, who was a famous Amos distributor, contacted Wally Amos to start a new business. Together, they formed Uncle No Name Gourmet Muffins in 1994. Today, the muffins are sold nationwide in over 3,500 stores. Aside from starting Famous Amos, Wally is also an author and television personality. He hosted the adult reading program, Learn to Read, which premiered in August of 1987. He is also the author of 10 self-help books, including The Cookie Never Crumbles and The Power in You. And I just want to say I love the title, The Cookie Never Crumbles. That's that's really clever. And I like that. So I need to check out those books um, to see what they're about. Now, it's no surprise that Wally Amos has been crowned and is crowned the king of cookies. So after living in Hawaii for over 30 years, he now lives in Columbia, South Carolina. He is working hard on his brand, Aunt Della's Cookies. And Wally Amos is an example of turning your passion into profit. Now, to me, it is sad that he no longer owns the famous Amos Company, but we will always cherish and love famous Amos Cookies, as well as all of the other brands that he has created. The sources used for this episode, or the source used for this episode, was Wikipedia, because I did try to go on the famous Amos website, and unfortunately, they only have three links, (laughs) home, our cookies, which is just showing a picture of the cookies of each of the cookies that they have, and then where to buy. So it's not showing any type of backstory or about me, about Wally Amos. And that's that's messed up, but oh well. I didn't use them because there was nothing to use. So thank you guys for listening to this episode. But before you go, I want to tell you about my business, Queen to Queen, and that we're running a Black History Month sale. We have $3 statement earrings. So if you love Black History, you should check out the earrings. They are bold statements from our Women of History earrings that includes all of the Black women who paved the way to our simple Don't Touch My Hair earrings that will tell people that you don't play about your beautiful mane. Head over to shopqueentoqueen.com. That's www.shopqueen, the number two, queen.com. And all all orders ship within one business day. How exciting. (laughs) So as always, you can follow us on Instagram at Goal Diggin' Hustlers, G-O-A-L-D-I-G-G-I-N-H-U-S-T-L-E-R-S. And don't forget to tune in next Friday for the finale of our Black History Spotlight series. I'm not really sure who who we're going to do it on yet. It's going to be a surprise, but of course, it's going to be a good episode, so you need to tune in. So be blessed, everyone, and much love.